and welcome to the panelists, the entertaining chat show where we enrich the lives of our viewers by solving very real problems that a reasonable person might encounter and that is in no way a transformative experience. Instead, let's meet our teams. Joining me this week is team Side Talk Slam. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. How are you feeling, Adam? Nervous. Confident? Great. <laughs> And team Uncultured Swine. I'm going, baby. So, Jacob, you're back by popular request. Yay! I mean, it was my request, but I'm very popular. <laughs> I'm glad you're on the show. <laughs> Me too. I'm happy to be here. That's good news. Also, I have some other good news for you. You've been cursed by Rasalka. Oh, no. You're either going to sweat Colgan brand liquid hickory smoke or baby oil. Choose wisely. Uh, I'm going to have to go with baby oil. Um, I may be a very vain person. But I would like my skin to glisten all the damn time. And if you've ever seen any models, pro wrestlers, or anything like that, like that's a thing that they do, and now we won't have to do that. We'll just glisten constantly. We will have moist socks, but we will be glistening in those moist socks. Mm. So that means you two have chosen through process of elimination and no free will of your own to extrude hickory smoke from your pores. Dogs will love us. Yes, I'm. I don't want to sweat baby oil. I'm greasy enough already. <laughs> it's pretty greasy. Yeah, I sweat plenty. Yeah. Do I do not need the baby oil? Yeah. Hickory smoke, that's just delightful. Yeah, I would definitely be okay with hanging around with you mm -hmm. if you smelled like hickory smoke. Right. Yeah. Point of order. It said you're actually sweating the liquid smoke, not just eternally smelling it. So this is the stuff that like goes into cooking. That's your sweat. It will also smell like that, but it is not just smell-based. It's tactile. Exactly. You sweat that, it's everywhere. You shake somebody's hand, boom. Now they're hickory smoked. You're playing on the computer, mouse, hickory smoked. Need to go to the bathroom. Whatever it is you need to hold, also hickory smoked, but it'd be hickory smoked anyway. Everything is hickory smoked. It probably would be. It'd be very Because like I said, I sweat a lot. Yeah. So there'd be a lot, you know, a block away. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Graham's coming. Yes. <laughs> He's on his way. Yeah. Graham's here. Here he is. We're just around the corner. Yeah. Ah. There's you, a I mean, like, no one's mad when you smell like a barbecue. No. Like, no one can yell at you. He's like, hey, buddy. Oh, man. Now I'm just hungry. My concern is that, that you smell, if you're actually sweating out literal hickory smoke, the kind that you get at a specialty store, would you not wind up being hunted by a Disney-esque villain who just wants to put you in a sweat box and harvest sustainable, organically sourced hickory smoke? Precisely. It's marketable. <laughs> Counterpoint. If you sweat baby oil, you attract every professional wrestler within a 20 square mile radius. Joke's on you. I'm a huge mark. <laughs> <laughs> just before they go through gorilla position, they just ring Jacob out. <laughs> Sweating baby oil sounds like a uniquely hellish experience to me, which is why I think I really want to go for it. Not only do you destroy all your clothes, sheets, pet, bedding, shoes, your computer chair, you know, if you're getting into some pretty sweaty PvP. We know what happens. But now you have this uniquely marketable skill where you can get into incredibly confined spaces and never get caught. So next time some spelunkers get caught in a cave, they can just call me and cram me in there and I'll just be like, right, right through it. 
And, you know, that's going to be awful. So, perfect. Not to sabotage our point of the argument, mm. but uh, sometimes I sweat when I eat. Mm. And <laughs> I don't want to be eating something and then just being able to taste hickory smoke all the time. If you get the meat sweats, yeah. don't you just, like, shake yourself out on whatever meat you got left? And then it's like, oh, it's even better now. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> you make everything taste delicious. Yeah. It's genius. It's perfect. Oh. I don't see a downside. Yeah. Also, incredibly selfishly, like yeah. I said, I get hot really easily. And the people who spend time with me all the time yeah. probably would get sick of always smelling like like hickory. So as soon as they catch a whiff, they're like, oh, Graham's getting too hot. Better, <laughs> better crank the AC or open a window. And then I'm just like, oh, oh finally. Finally. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it start to create like a horrifying situation, though, where, you know, the smell that you previously found appetizing is now associated with your BO? So it's like, you know, that, that one guy you knew from the gaming store who always smells like chili powder. And the first time it made you hungry, suddenly you realize that you were never going to be able to eat that food ever again when you caught a whiff of that dude's BO and were like, and your stomach growled. Mm. We had that guy. That was chicken salad guy. Mm. That's a very valid point. Yeah. Would hickory smoke be as appealing if it was the scent you associated with peeling off a sweaty pair of boxers that smelled exactly like your balls? See, the thing is, chicken salad guy doesn't know he smells like chicken salad anymore. Mm. That's true. We would own that smell. Yeah. Chicken salad, really? That's awfully specific. What was the dominant smell? Was it like the celery or the dill? The rot. It was rotten chicken salad. I would also argue that if you sweat baby oil, your pores would always be clogged and that would be miserable. <laughs> yeah, think that one through. <laughs> no, Cam's enjoying this yeah. now. Oh yeah, he is. I would just be able to picket my skin endlessly for hours and hours. How cool. is that until different than what you already do? Now I'd have an excuse until I was just totally flensed like that guy in Hellraiser. You are one hardcore motherfucker. Thank you. Hickory smells nice. It does. It smells real nice. We would smell like babies all the time. People love smelling babies. People, people would love smelling us. The, the baby smell that people claim to like is not oil. Yeah. You just smell like an old man covered in oil. Yeah. Old? I... <laughs> <laughs> I... 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 A mature adult <laughs> covered in oil. That implies that we naturally smell like old men. I believe we just got burnt. And with, good... if you constantly sweat baby oil, you wouldn't be able to go in the sun. You would be constantly burnt. Mm. No, constantly yeah. soothed. Constantly soothed. Eternally <laughs> comforted with very moist socks. It would be like constantly being covered in a hug. Mm. And baby oil smells great. Also, with our absolutely atrocious coefficient of friction with the floor, we probably wouldn't be able to control where we wound up anyway. So, you know, could be sunny, could be shady. Eternal adventure. I guess they would always get to be the first one down the slip and slide. That's true. But if we get a tan, we just smell like a rack oh, of ribs. We would be the slip and slide. You're welcome. So what we've decided is that eternal optimists Cameron and Jacob can turn any horrible curse to their favor and look on the bright and slippery side of life and that Adam and Graham are hungry. Mm-hmm. Always. Uh, yeah, yeah, constantly. I'm hungry right now. Two points apiece. But bad news! What? Ooh. Again? 
It's always good news if you watch the show. <laughs> he hasn't watched the show. Aside from Adam not watching the show, bad news! A dear friend of yours is in the hospital, and they will be there for four months, recovering from a non-lethal but extremely embarrassing condition. They're going to sublet their apartment, all furniture included, but they do need to take a few personal effects out of the house, and they've asked you, their close friends, to hold on to these very precious items. Do you choose to take a valuable collection of four million antique marbles, <laughs> loose and unsorted, oh. <laughs> or an elderly and arthritic Bichon Frise? <laughs> Team advertising for another show on the Loading Ready Run Content Network. The, f the first thing I thought of when you said marbles was, you know, in Hook? Yeah. Where the guy's oh. always looking for his marbles? Oh, yeah. We have four million of them. Yeah. We can make that guy happy for four million days. Are we? Do we have to transport these ourselves? Yes. Ooh. You have to take them out of the apartment and store them at your apartment because they are valuable antique marbles. You must take care of the marbles. You cannot leave them in a garbage bin somewhere. What? Well, I wasn't just going to abandon these. No. I have precious antique, loose, unsorted marbles. <laughs> well, I mean, all we have to do is transport the marbles to a storage area. I've watched enough Storage Wars. Yeah. So we just have to get it into a storage thing mm -hmm. and then just abandon it. Yeah, and then die, and then someone auctions <laughs> it off, and then they can't sell it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. So Bichon Frise, mm -hmm. which sounds like a very, very fancy French dish but is in fact a very fancy French dog. Mm. What do you love about dogs? Uh, I love the way they're completely incapable of modulating the volume of their barking. Uh, I love the way they jump on you. Mm -hmm. I love the way they smell like lightly used dog food. I love the way that I'm solely in charge of both filling and emptying dogs. Um, that they are... Uh, the Bichon Frise requires a very precise haircut in order not to be utterly miserable. So, you know, I relate to that. You know, it, it's going to be great, uh, especially if it's old and arthritic, perhaps, you know, its senses are going and it just winds up bumping into things or losing track of where it is. That also sounds like a really good time. Entertainment. So entertainment, a sense of fulfillment and responsibility because you're helping your friend take care of this thing that they have put a lot of time an investment because it's an old dog, correct? Yeah, yeah. Average is... lifespan of a Bichon is 15 to 20 years. So this could be a 20-year-old Bichon. Our dear friend who is in the hospital for some terrible, terrible, embarrassing accident, absolutely not involving a plunger, I heard from Cindy, put so much care and love and attention into this dog, and now it's ours. And for all of the reasons that you just stated, that fulfillment, that love that we then also get to take part on in this dog to safe keep it and deliver it when they get out of the hospital. I like this. You're a strong, caring, and responsible man. I would absolutely take care of your dog for you if you were in the hospital. Yes, this is a thing I would do. I believe and, you. Although, could we also look into perhaps storing it in a storage unit with the marbles, maybe? Just, you know, I mean, you only need to check on it once or twice a day. You don't really love dogs, do you? I fundamentally love some. So I'll be taking care of the dog. Please. Gotcha. Why? Because I'm a friend Thank you. who likes to take care of dogs Thank for you. other friends and isn't just copping out for marbles that I'm going to then steal and attempt to sell. 
I... <gasps> we could play the world's biggest game of Kerplunk. <laughs> we wouldn't break any marbles, you swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd have to create yeah. the whole... Oh. We could be Reddit famous. <laughs> you imagine if we made the world's biggest Kerplunk game? The internet would love us. Did you know the cube root of 4 million is only about 160? Meaning that if the average diameter of one of these marbles is around 2 centimeters, it's only going to be like 3 meters aside. Cube of solid glass, which you would probably need to reinforce the floor of your apartment to in order to withstand. I love that Cameron is mentally picturing some sort of bespoke marble exclusion zone. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was shooting a little lower. I just assumed <laughs> that it would be in several dozen manageable Rubbermaid tubs. Yeah. Oh, that was I mean, not explicitly stated. It's a three-meter cube of marbles, Graham. That's like floor to ceiling. Yeah, two, two of varying <laughs> sizes because, you know, you have like those big-ass ones and then you got like a bunch of like little tutors or... I don't know the terminology, but they were like magic cards way back then, mm. I would imagine. You got I'm your steelies, to... you got your bird turds, you got your cat's eyes. Mm. And you're really my bobs. I don't know for making words up, but I'm giving it a shot. Are those real things? Do you or did you, how many of those did you actually make up? I just channeled something very deep in my brain from like grade three. I have no idea. I feel like maybe I've had some kind of traumatic brain injury. There's a lot of that shit locked away in there, isn't there? Awesome. If we're just imposing conditions on each other's pick here, then let's say this Bichon is particularly incontinent and will only go on the rug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I imagine you could just take it outside and give it a shake every day or something. I don't know. That is how dogs work. Yeah. You are correct. Yes. Like a tube of toothpaste. 110%. That is that is how dogs work. Good, you are obviously good. a dog master. Well, I mean, animals love me. Marbles love me. Uh, you have to care. if you're going to try to Scrooge McDuck into them. <laughs> Kerplunk. <laughs> Kerplunk. Kerplunk's probably a lot safer than trying to Scrooge McDuck into the marbles. Yeah. I think just trying to dive into a three-meter cube of glass is probably <laughs> would probably You'd shatter us would before die. it would shatter like, the marbles. Yeah. Can you imagine doing the swan dive into the, the the marble tub and it doesn't part for you at all, and instead you 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 just dive in, you know, like Scrooge McDuck does, and it just shears off your fingernails. Like you go to dive in and you're just left with two compound fractures on your forearms, <laughs> and you're just wailing and screaming while your life force slowly leaks out of your now mangled arms. Yeah, all over your friend's antique marble collection. That's why we're gonna play Kerplunk instead. <laughs> yeah, it's genius. Ooh, ooh, it would be like a ball mill. That's what you use in a in, in in a lab when you don't want to use like a liquid solution for something. You just throw it into a ball mill and it grinds it all up. It's like made out of ball bearings. I believe you. Hmm. We have four million marbles, right? Yeah. We can recreate like we could start a YouTube series. Oh yeah. Where we recreate movie scenes with marbles. Oh. People yeah. love stuff like that. Absolutely. So it's like Casablanca. Except the love interest is a three meter by three meter cube of antique marbles. No, 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 no. Oh, you no, have no, the setup. You have like the marbles. yeah, like yeah. Humphrey Bogart is the agate, and then he's acting across the cat's eye, and then you build like a little, you do like a little papercraft airplane in the background. Yeah, you know, like this is start a beautiful friendship, and then they wander <laughs> off into the smoke. You know, you've only got the marbles for four months. Like, how much of a YouTube empire are you possibly going to be able to build? Watch me. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I mean, four months is an awfully optimistic 
uh, lifespan for a YouTube empire. I think four months is a pretty optimistic lifespan for that dog. And I don't want to have that conversation with my friend. Yeah. Absolutely, you're correct. That's unlucky, Jacob. <laughs> I'm an emotionally available person. And I don't shy away from death. Again, writes about ghosts. I can have that conversation with someone because I know what it is to speak heart to heart to somebody. What's that like? It gets real awkward sometimes, especially when there's a dead dog, but I'm doing my best here. You left me with a dog that was gonna die, Cam. All dogs die, Jacob. I hear they go to heaven. No, Charlie, no. No? All dogs go to heaven? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, wow. Because yeah. everybody was just like. I was actually just thinking how much I hated that movie. I saw it as a kid and I was like, mm, no bueno, don't like it. Yeah, I hated it too. That was. <laughs> then why bring it up? <laughs> just agree with the points, lady. <laughs> so what we've decided on is that Jacob has figured out how to metagame the panelists because he's just going to start agreeing with me, which I do find to be quite an admirable personality trait. Uh, and that Adam and Graham, but particularly Adam, are very entrepreneurial, which I also find to be an, uh, uh, an attractive personality trait. Uh, so gosh, how can I decide? You guys were tied at the beginning. Adam, two points for Giant Kerplunk. And uh, Graham, two points uh, for going along with a good idea when he sees it. So that's four points for your team. Uh, and I'm going to give Jacob three points for willing, being willing to take on that very old dying dog, but that might not die on your watch. It just might be inconvenient. And Cameron, no points for abandoning your teammate. <laughs> so that means at the end of the day, team, watch Sidewalk Slam on YouTube and wherever you get your fine podcasts is our winner. Congratulations, <laughs> there is no prize. I don't think I've won an episode yet. Yeah. Woo, finally. Is this show gonna make me Reddit famous? Absolutely not. Have you seen our view numbers? They're not good. No. But thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Tune in next week for more The Panelists.